genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one troll-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson from Star Wars Minute. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's, thanks it's, for having us. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 137 which starts with Gimli throwing an axe at the troll and ends with Frodo trying to hide. Yes. Uh, so this minute has uh, something in it that makes me really, really chuckle, and I've never noticed on watching the movie as a whole, which is when the troll hits those orcs away from in front of Gimli, they squeak like mice and <laughs> fly away in a really unnatural fashion. That's really funny. Hmm. Well, they are unnatural creatures. Oh, there you go. It just, it it looks very silly if you're just watching this minute by itself mm -hmm. and paying really close attention, because it doesn't look like they're flying away. It looks like they're being like shrunk. <laughs> really? To me, it does. That. It's like really quick. That's like, really funny. Like when something digital is like being thrown away, yeah. it just tends to like look like it's getting smaller, especially <laughs> without a lot of shadow around to right. like give you perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Just shrinking into the ether like Ant-Man or something. Right. <laughs> While Maybe Gimli is like bumbling around. Maybe they got like unsummoned or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're going back to their own dimension. Yes. Right. So somebody got them to say crow, which is orc backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already saw a bunch of crows. Hmm. Yeah. Birds. I like um, the uh, the thing of the troll killing. It's always fun when, uh, like, the big dumb guy starts taking out his own team just in rage. You know, I thought that was nice. Uh, yeah, nice detail. Right. Yeah, we're supposed to get the feeling of like an out of control monster from from the troll, mm -hmm. which they do a pretty good job at. Well, I mean, he's on a chain. Yeah, that's why all the orcs are gone. They like they just they release just this thing out. into the room, and they're like, "This will this will take care of it." Bye. It'd probably be Why more appropriate exactly? if he was off the chain, but that's. <laughs> Why? Um, what does the? Why is the troll on a chain? Is it just so they can like lead him around? It seems like if that troll wanted to, it could pretty much like, like escape anytime it wanted to, or is it just that dumb that it doesn't know that it can escape? I mean, it it is supposed to be pretty dumb. It is a troll. I don't yeah, know. That's true. And it's not supposed to be like the the trolls in the Hobbit. With their right when they're talking, their low class English accents yeah. talking about cooking yeah. little folk. This is a cave troll. Yeah, there's different right. species yeah. of trolls. He lives underground. He doesn't. He doesn't get to interact with other races. So there's been no increase of intelligence with these these people. Mm -hmm. They haven't had any chance to evolve. They just these live people. in isolated lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the troll society. Yeah, because I don't know. We never see more than three trolls together, and we've never seen a lady troll. So. That's true. Do they as just far as we know. from the ground? As far as we know, <laughs> trolls just like, in the context of this movie, we have no idea where this troll comes from. It just lives underground somewhere. It, it's presented like an animal. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, maybe it's trained, you know, sent, like they, they trained it using other methods. And so now the, the 
chain is just kind of representative of the training. Like they trained it with like heavier chains and more kind of substantial uh, leashes and what what have you <laughs> control devices. Now it's just like now it just knows it's like got oh, the chain. And it's like oh, okay. Or even worse, maybe they like kidnap it as a troll baby and raise it to be oh this God. this creature. That's so sad. Yeah, well, that's I, what I, they well, do with with what stormtroopers. I was say with no, no, with <laughs> with uh, elephants. They what they do is they capture oh, elephants when they're babies and they put their they put a chain around their foot and the baby elephant's like, oh, I'm too weak, I can't pull it out. And then even once it gets older, the, the elephant still thinks that it can't pull it out, even though now it's huge so they can keep an elephant chained down with a tiny little chain just because the elephant doesn't can't figure out that it, does that make any sense yeah, yeah. that's what i was going for I that think. makes yeah. sense okay. and that's really really sad <laughs> maybe that is what they were going for is the idea that it just learned young that if it's on the chain the orcs can control it mm-hmm. maybe that's why it, it reacts the way it does to aragorn and boromir pulling on the chain it's not that it's not strong enough to resist them it's that i think someone pulling on the chain is something it's supposed to listen to yeah uh, yeah hmm so it makes I sense. Like it. Well, I like it and I don't like it at the same time. We're supposed to sympathize with the troll. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I did like I I I kind of had more of this for like later in the week, but uh um I do I do feel some sympathy for this troll cuz it do, it reminded me a little bit of um Master Blaster from from uh Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, wow. That it's kind of like <laughs> the troll doesn't know what's going on. It's just being kind of pushed into the room and being like, "All right, fight." You know, and it's it's like all right. Yeah. As far as it knows, it's protecting its house or something like that. You know, it's 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 friends, it's it's family basically are telling it to go, you know, do this thing. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the sympathy for this troll does come uh, a little later on because its facial expressions mm-hmm. are very like wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, troll emotions. Yeah, <laughs> I like Legolas in this minute. Oh yeah, with the knives. With the his knife work and dodging the chains. Knives. Yeah. Which he also does the double arrow thing, right? Is that yeah, he does spin? the double arrow shots. Mm-hmm. I actually looked it up on YouTube to see if that was possible because I assume if it was possible, someone on YouTube would have a video of themselves we'll trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it turns out it is possible, but the 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 arrows are typically much closer together than. Like, if you see someone doing it, you can't tell they're shooting two arrows, as opposed to Legolas's, like, you know, um, Robin Hood Old men tights, kind of, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. three inches mm-hmm. apart from each other. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That, of course, wouldn't work because of the physics of how a bow works, because it pulls on one point to fire the arrow. Yeah. That's true. Right. So they would fire, like, very crooked out away from each other if you try to do that. <laughs> Which I guess works if you're trying to hit two people, like, on either side of you and not in the front. Yeah, but then they just tumble. Yeah. Well, technically, I mean, yeah. fantasy fantasy archery doesn't make any sense. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the the very... Legolas defies physics constantly. So. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's no way he should be able to walk on snow. Yeah. <laughs> we get some CG Legolas in this one, too. Oh, uh, yeah, we get, like, made of pasta Legolas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I know we, we, we had said we weren't, we don't really want to talk about uh, Attack of the Clones, but we, we just recently had a, a, some some scenes in Attack of the Clones that are uh, comparable in in what they were trying to pull off. You know, they had Anakin kind of jumping on the back of a creature and mm-hmm. riding it. Uh, granted, it was a love scene, so that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but, 
he's trying to impress Padme. But uh, I like I specifically thought of this scene when we watched that because this, despite the fact that you can totally tell that it's it's fake and it's you know different, mm-hmm. it's still it's it's better. Um, Alex, correct <laughs> me if you if you feel differently. I think it's just it's done a lot better here, where it's just kind of like brief snippets of him being fake and kind of flopping around on the on the troll. Yeah, I agree. Right. I guess that uh, when he's on the troll and we can see him, it's only he's only like fake from just above the waist down. Huh. When he's like holding the arrow, like he's gonna fire it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. like or actually Orlando Bloom from the waist up, and then like CGI legs, yeah. and then when he jumps off it, of course it's right. all CG. Which always just looks especially fake, even compared to the troll in the shot to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably especially compared to the troll in the shot, because when you have a, you know, this creature that is kind of not realistic, because we don't know, we don't have cave trolls, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that looks that's well done and kind of well, you know, you've you've already kind of established your mind has accepted that this you know creature is here and it's physically in the room with these guys and it's fighting them. And then to throw in this kind of fake, you know, puppet man, it it takes you out of it a bit. Puppet right. man, yeah, puppet. It's funny because, like, I just recorded um, some Harry Potter Minute and we were talking about the troll in the bathroom and they do, <laughs> like, it's kind of like the Legolas, like CG Legolas. They have CG Harry. Yeah. Kind of jumping on the troll. About... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting looking at different, I guess, CG characters interacting with trolls this seems to be a motif i guess this was like a thing for a while (laughs) yeah especially because they came out the same year i just always think that those those effects especially from this time period their limbs just look like they're gumby or stretch armstrong Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's definitely you know i'm not saying it was uh what what year is is fellowship what year were we talking about here uh this came out in 2001 the same year as harry potter okay and it's a year before Attack of the Clones, which we were talking about, looks worse. So mm-hmm. I, I, it was definitely, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was definitely a thing for a little while where people were just like, oh, we can do this. And everybody was like, I didn't like that. And then I think we, we <laughs> calmed down with it as a society. You think you can do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think right. lighting, we talked about it, lighting has a lot to do with it. Like oh, Gollum yeah. looks so cool. I mean, kind of spoiler alert, he's not in this one really. But uh, he looks so cool because every time they show him, it's like a moon, you know, full the light of a full moon, and he's all blue and you know. Mm-hmm. But then whenever they show him like outside, like in the scene where that the the city's getting wrecked and stuff, and and Gollum's going around the rope, it just looks he looks faker in those scenes because of the light. Yeah, yeah. blue light goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the lighting in this scene is also like from above because of like the light shaft into Balan's mm-hmm. tomb, so they kind of lit it from above. So instead of having to digitally put in this giant shadow, everyone's kind of lit from the top, so they're only shadowing themselves. That's to make smart. It, to make it a little less work for the digital team. Right. Makes sense. That's really smart. Yeah. I think the best CG works the best when you're not focusing on it for too long, too. Yeah. Like, they did a really good job with the troll because they had to, but a lot I mean, of the it's... other CG effects, like, they just happen really quickly, and it's kind of the shaky cam thing. Yeah. Also, the troll is here for three and a half minutes. It's not really that long. Yeah. But it's like a set piece. Yeah. And they needed it to look good. One of the reasons they really needed the troll to look good is that this scene was chosen out of the movie to use for a a Comic-Con preview. 
Like San Diego Comic Con or? Uh, they don't, I think so. Oh, this awesome. was this was a con trailer. It was oh my this gosh. scene? That's amazing. So the digital effects team had to make sure that this was done like well ahead of time, right? Hmm. And get this like really polished and out the door to use as a trailer, or to use as like a preview at a con. Can you imagine being in that that panel room right. watching this footage for the first time? Wouldn't that like make everyone who walked into that room be like, "I gotta see that"? Yeah, in like <laughs> two thousand or something. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. I mean, it could have been in the summer of a one. That's true. Right. Probably. It's probably more likely because they. Christmas. Yeah, it didn't come out till like Christmasish. Yeah. It came out so, like a month after Harry Potter. Do we know how they did this troll thing? Was there like a like. I guess they didn't have to worry about necessarily eyeline, but do you know how they, if there was any, are people just standing in the middle of an empty room, like swinging swords uh, around, or is there, was there like a, 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 you know, some kind of, uh, how'd they do it? Like a stand-in? Uh, uh, Richard Taylor and a couple of the other guys on the commentary, Sean Bean mentions it about having to like swing his sword at a ping pong ball on a stick. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. But they did, they did a lot of the choreography, um, the previs thing that they did for a lot of stuff on this movie mm-hmm. where they did like a rough kind of idea with uh, motion capture with a couple of guys and kind of built the whole thing digitally so they could figure out where they wanted everything to go ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then they made it work on a physical set beyond that. So they kind of figured out where everything was going to go first and then built the set. Got that's it. That's cool. And that's the way they did a lot of the set piece scenes in these movies is they built a digital set first and then a physical set to match it. Right. Well, because Peter Jackson spent, like, years of his life storyboarding this whole thing first, too. So Yeah, they spent, like, over a year storyboarding and doing previs mm-hmm. and building, like, tiny scale models to kind of figure out how they wanted stuff to go. Yeah. Across the whole trilogy all at once. He did, like, all that, like, all, all that previs work for the whole trilogy, not one yeah. movie at a time. Because Peter Jackson just wanted to do it all in one go. Yeah, he's a madman. Eighteen month shoot. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Three movies. Seemed like a good idea at the time, I'm sure. But by right. the end he was like, All right, let's just finish this. Let's get this done. And it's filmed all out of order. <laughs> That's the only way you can do that. Yeah. Man. But as we we've talked about a couple times here, there's a the occasional scene where you can tell that it was filmed like way out of order. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Astin not being as chubby. Yeah. Right. Or Elijah Wood looking just older. <laughs> just older because you know, he was such a baby when he started. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your background with Lord of the Rings? Like your um like if you read the books or if you grew up with the books or um what you thought of the movies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Just decide amongst yourself who goes first. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> I'll go first. Alphabetical order. Okay. Alphabetical order. Um, I read The Hobbit uh, several times when I was younger, and I loved the Rankin Bass uh, special. And mm. I used, to, I had it on like a, a record that I used to listen to. <laughs> and uh, I ne- I watched the Bakshi movie, and I was like, "What on earth is going on?" And this thing seems nothing like The Hobbit. And I never read the Hobbit novels. I mean, I never read the Lord of the Rings novels ever. I st- after I saw the movies, the the first two movies, I was like, I'm gonna try reading them, and it's just not for me. I I, mm-hmm. I love fantasy and sci-fi movies, but I have a hard time reading them because it just seems sillier without the visuals. Does that mean I, I know it's probably blasphemy to say on this show, but uh, 
yeah so love the movies um that's fair read the hobbit several times and well i should clarify i love the lord of the rings movies i hated the hobbit movies <laughs> but uh, you guys i guess we'll get to that and yeah, uh, you're not alone with that yeah, yeah. we'll get there eventually so, uh, it's a shame because I really think The Hobbit could be made into a good movie, into a good movie, but not right. not three bad right. movies. <laughs> at, at most, two. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not three. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's about it. And I was a big D&D fan, so that's why I loved, a big mm. D&D player, and that's why I loved, uh, I think that helped my love of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. My story is almost exactly the same. So, uh, although I did, I have read the books, <clears throat> but I thought I had long before that. Like I, I read the Hobbit a bunch of times. I had a nice kind of painted edition of the Hobbit when I was a kid. Um, and you know, read that a bunch and I just kind of in my travels, I assumed that I had read the, the books, but I guess I hadn't. Cause when I, you know, I, I guess, I don't know if it was after fellowship had come out or if it was before they were you know when they were imminent or something at some point i i decided uh, i need to go back and read these and started reading them i was like have i ever read these i don't think so so went and read through all of them and and uh um i do not generally i mean maybe this caught a sweet spot because i generally don't like fantasy i love sci-fi and i don't really like fantasy much but this is one of the exceptions where it, it, i i i get it <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I know part of it is exactly what Alex is talking about—that kind of reading all that descriptive, kind of you know, high fantasy, kind of you know, uh, this guy's the son of that guy, and all that. Like I can, for some reason, if it's you know on another planet, I'm I'm all ears. But if it's just kind of you know in a fantasy world, I'm just kind of like ah, oh, not for this. Without the visuals, yeah. without the visuals, it doesn't click for me. But you know, like somehow this worked. I also thought it was weird that in the movie, in the books. They're like, oh, Gandalf found out the ring was evil and had to be destroyed. So a year and a half later, he and Frodo set out to go destroy it. Like, it was a year and a half later that you... <laughs> the timeline is much uh, wonkier in the books. Yeah. Than it, it's not, it's not, like, certainly not a sense of urgency. It's that like 17 years. Yeah, there's a 17-year <laughs> skip in the book between Gandalf like being suspicious of the ring to him finally getting Frodo to leave the Shire. Yeah. 17 years. <laughs> Yeah, I guess when you live on a different time scale, you uh, your your sense of uh, you know things changes. Like urgency. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Gandalf is in theory as old as the universe. So. Right. What's seventeen years to him? Right. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for my notes. Um, yeah, uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the. We get the first week, the first line of dialogue so far for the week, mm-hmm. because we had no. Uh, oh yeah, Sam with his pants. <laughs> yeah, yes, Sam the pan handler. Sam the pan was. He, he thinks <laughs> he's getting the, the hang man. of it. Uh, it's. I. I've always loved the way that that line is delivered too. It really. Uh, it speaks to the innocence of Samwise Gamgee. Just smack something with a pan. Oh, I think I'm getting the hang of this. Because <laughs> he. He looks like very proud of himself, mm-hmm. but like well, in a very, a very <laughs> hesitant kind of way. <laughs> he's kind of amazed, really. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did have one other uh, quick little technical okay. note, too, which is about uh, Legolas's little scene before the troll swings those chains at him. Mm-hmm. The way that they did that is Orlando Bloom had to like 
no to duck to a certain level and then plastic explosives went off like in lines so that oh, they wow. could just fill in the chain digitally oh that's cool so they had timed ex plastic explosives in so the walls the, around him like the dust coming off the walls is real yeah it's like little plastic explosives yeah that's rad yeah i would be scared oh yeah <laughs> it's explosives <laughs> yeah it's like hopefully this doesn't make you go deaf mr bloom yeah but it's orlando bloom though he's 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 cool you know and uh, he's got it <laughs> i know right I he's mean, young yeah. he was so lucky the first two big movies he was a part of i know my goodness yeah really. what a way to start a career <laughs> oh well <laughs> we can't all be so lucky <laughs> I think that about does it for this minute mm -hmm. if you are interested in some more dueling genre work on the website you can also find the doctor's companion uh which is hopefully coming back soon whenever doctor who does hopefully soon hopefully soon april i think and geek by night the fictional audio drama about a bunch of nerds with superpowers who run a comic book shop yeah uh, thanks again for joining us pete and alex oh my pleasure and uh, as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Tuesday, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.